96.3 WRHT Moorhead City, New Bern, Jacksonville. Getting your day started with Rayford, Dee Dee, and Elliot. This is live and local on the new Talk 96.3. Good morning, live and local here on the new Talk 96.3 for a fabulous Friday. It is. Uh, I'm Rayford Brown. I'm Dee Dee Dobby. Elliot Potter. And the whole gang is here this morning, including... Our third district congressman, Dr. Greg Murphy. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, y'all. I'm well. I hope everybody there is. Oh, we're mm-hmm. hanging in here. Uh, you know, hey, uh, New York uh, governor yesterday, Cuomo, said the preliminary results from a coronavirus antibody, and uh, this is what's getting me. Antibody study showed the statewide infection rate at 13.9 percent, which uh, about 2.7 million people. 3,000 samples collected from 40 sites in 19 counties in New York. He said, these are people who were infected and who developed the antibodies to fight the infection. They had the virus, he said. They developed the antibodies and they are now recovered. Is that a valid interpretation, doctor? Come on. Well, actually, you know, if you look at what they do for, there are different types of testing, and I kind of outlined this on a video last week or this past week. Um, the the testing for the virus itself sees if you are carrying it at that time, and that's where the way they stick the swab um, in the back of your throat and through mm-hmm. your nose, and they check for the virus itself. The antibody testing is the blood test that's done to say, hey, have you had a reaction to this or not? Um, I think our, our numbers are going to be far greater than, at least in New York, than what they believe. And I think, to be honest with you, I think that study shows it a little bit. Uh, we're not New York. Eastern North Carolina is not New York. And um, I read actually a report earlier this morning that there may have been an incident that this was here in October or even um, November. You know, there, it's very interesting to look at one particular study that looked at spikes of unknown viral illnesses that have occurred over the last um you know, eight months in this country, and there are three separate spikes of unknown viral illnesses, and it's just the last spike that hmm. we have this to be to be COVID. So I think it's been here for a while. Um, you know, uh, Elliot's talked about that. Elliot and I have both talked about that. He's he was sick back in what uh, January, Early February, February, February yeah. and we my, both believe we were. And my wife was sick, and uh, you know, uh, they had a lot of signs. Uh, that I'm uh, that I'm hearing today are are symptoms. I don't know of any major spikes in fever or anything that either one of you had. We we never neither of us ever had the fever. But I I really believe that when I went to Nashville, it, it, you know, because I felt terrible. Mm. I was leaving the studio, going home, taking a nap. Yeah, um, Doctor Doctor Murphy, I know that you're aware of the of the governor's recommendations yesterday. Um, were they in? How much are they in line with your thinking, and, and what maybe what exceptions do, would you have with what he had to say? Well, I, I'm really I'm still not quite sure what he said, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> I've read through that before, and Thank I'm a little you. bit too. still perplexed. Um, I was very disappointed that, uh, you know, we're not going to start opening things up. You know, I, I, I've been very, very clear about a slow, progressive, and thoughtful reopening. Um, I'm not advocating movie theaters to open up. I'm not advocating bowling alleys to open up where there are large congregations of people. But, you know, guys, I hear um, constantly the anguish and despair of small businesses in eastern North Carolina and really across the state and the colleagues across the country, um, how they are just in utter anguish um, at this point in time. And, 
you know, if you're smart, if you're, you know, a hairstylist or a barber, you're wearing a mask, you make sure your person wears a mask, and you're sanitizing, and you're doing all the right things, how is that any worse from the hordes of the people that flock to the Walmart, that flock to the Lowe's, and flock to the other um, retail stores that are not wearing masks, not doing anything? It just slaps in the face, it smacks in the face of common sense and science. Well, let me ask you this: what uh, what the governor had to say? How far is that off? You know, I guess the main thing is is he was looking at the you know what thresholds do we have to reach here before we start at least that phase one plan? And uh, so, I mean, how far is he is, is his thinking off from what uh, the president and the White House task force has recommended? Well, Elliot, I, I, I look at it this way, um, and I think a very good analogy is. Uh, um, D-Day. If General Eisenhower had waited till everything was perfect for D-Day, the conditions, the weather, this, that, and the other stuff were perfect, he would have waited a month. And if, if we had done that, when we made it on the beaches, no American would have made it off the beach alive. And so it, it is not like we can't walk and chew gum at the same time. I am not advocating by any means backing down on the safeguards about this virus. It, it is a it is a critical crisis that our nation is facing. But there's another side of the coin that we are refusing to look at, and that is the despair that unemployment causes. I mean, unemployment spiked at twenty or, or, or was up to twenty percent yesterday. In the Great Depression, it was twenty four and a half percent. You know, suicides in the Great Depression went up. 50%, and we are seeing that nationwide that suicides are going up. So, I mean, if, if we can do things concurrently in a smart manner using the experience and the science that we have gained this far to let people slowly get their lives back. You know, Dr. Uh, Murphy, um, on what you just said, Dr. Nicole Sapphire uh, uh, sent out a tweet on April, se- April 17th saying, with um, unemployment reaching or exceeding one percent each one or 21 20 percent each one percent rise can result in 3.3 percent spike in drug addiction and overdose one percent increase in suicide and 77,000 people americans could die as a result of the economic fallout rather than even contracting the device and the, the yeah. virus yeah, it's a debate we need to have because there there is no perfect right answer here. But I mean, I look at my uh, friends who are anesthesiologists who run pain clinics that do injections for people who have horrible debilitating back pain. Well, what's happening with them? They're not able to do those. And what do they have to do? They have to call in prescriptions for narcotics. And as I fought so hard in our General Assembly against the uh, opioid epidemic, we're going to lose all the ground that we gained. Um, and we're going to see it. We're hands down. We had a decrease last year for the first time in over 15 years in the number of deaths due to opioid overdoses. We're going to see another spike go right back up. So, again, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Mm-hmm. Dr. Murphy, I know that you probably look at the numbers that uh, each one of the counties in your district are reporting, and you know that Onzo County's numbers have been very, uh, you know, obviously we don't want to have anybody to have this uh, virus and we don't want any deaths, but uh, they've been very uh, positive in terms of comparison to some of the other locations. Uh, we have a large military base here, and if their numbers are included in our numbers and they have the number of people that they have out there in close proximity, working in close proximity, that's an amazing story. 
Uh, would you agree with that? It, it I mean, have, have you heard from the military about what their numbers are uh, across the board yeah. or even specifically at Lejeune? I had a uh, call with the commandant uh, a week ago. I called or asked to arrange a call just to kind of, you know, see how they were doing, assess their situation. Uh, they, they've closed down their beaches. They've done, uh, I believe, a tremendous job in respecting um, the pandemic that we're facing, but also at the same time keeping our military prepared and ready. Um, you know, we can have another discussion about China, but um, we're at war with China whether people want to believe it or not. But that's. Uh, but I, I've been very, very happy with what they've done. Obviously, uh, the incident on the uh, aircraft carrier was, um, you know, very, very tragic and very, very difficult. But you get that with closed quarters um, when you're out at sea and you literally have very less. I mean, very minimal dispersal of air and everything. Um, but I think our military is really confronting this crisis very, very well. So, are we getting all of the numbers from the from the local bases included in our numbers? Do you, are you pretty satisfied that? That, that, that we are getting the numbers from the military, or is, are they playing that uh, closer to the vest because of, especially after the ship, after the uh, carrier incident? I really, I can't speak to that because I can't verify that stuff. Um, I've just, uh, I've spoken with those individuals, and I have no reason at this point to doubt okay. what they're saying. I got you. I understand. Yeah, I, I personally think that we would have heard one way or the other, uh, maybe not through official channels, but otherwise, you know, you know how that gossip train is. And, and it's been amazingly no gossip coming from there, you know, so whatever. Um, yeah. Doc, as a, yeah, as it should be. Um, you were, I, I, I read your comments that you put out yesterday, that you were released yesterday. Um, they sounded like uh, you just were – Mm, thinking that the governor probably reacted uh, in in a, in a way that was not in in conjunction with what is going on in this state. I don't know. Maybe he did he consult with you? Did he call the the you know any of the congressional delegation, uh, you or any of your comrades uh, or or the, our senators before he did this? No. Uh we had a conference call, I believe it was three weeks ago. No, 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 it was longer than that. Um, oh, wow. It was right before he uh, he shut down the state, which I was urging him to and fully supportive of. But no, uh, he's, uh, in my understanding, kind of letting um, Dr. Mandy Cohen, the Health and Human Services Secretary, pretty much call the shots on um, the medical aspects of this. Um, I was just disappointed because I'm looking at the same data that they're looking at. But I'm also looking at the other side of the coin, the anguish and despair of people uh, in this country uh, or, or in our in our district. And there is a balancing act here. And, you know, we swung the pendulum way far to one side, which, in my opinion, was the correct thing to do. But it's time now, given the indicators that we have, of slowly and, and intelligently opening up some certain segments of our economy. Again, I'm not asking for a full bore thing. Full bore thing, and I think the governor of Georgia. I have to disagree with what he's done, um, but there are segments we can open up slowly. So, basically, what you think maybe should have happened, and basing basing this on some of your other remarks, was that you know maybe now would be the time to go into phase one. I personally believe so. You know, if you look at the, you know, so many different variables, but you have to look at them. Um, in entire in in totality, we are not New York. We don't have the density of New York. Um, people have gotten the message to socially space. Well, they have for the most for the most part. I uh, 
I was at the DMV or drove by the DMV the other day, and there was a line of about 20 people out there, and they were, you know, they were right on top of one another. Mm. And I just, I just shook my head because it's like, did you not get the memo? Um, uh, and so, you know, there are segments of, that are not listening, but, you know, you, you, we're in a free country. Uh, well, what about the, the, uh, the, what about the protests the world, but the it's a big day. challenge for us. The protests in Raleigh had the same problem. <laughs> People yeah, and I, I have to say I disagree with that. You know, we have seen that um, we have seen that social distancing works. Period. Point blank. So to to just sit there and and fly in the sense of in the in the face of what science we know is correct. I've been um um. Well, I'm going to go in a different direction. Do you know if Doctor or Doctor Fauci and Doctor Burks are the president's sole source for his advisory panel on epidemiology and and medicine, you know, medical part of this. Is there anybody else that he's listening to or or taking advice from other than the two of them? I, I can't speak to that. I, I'm really not, you know, in that closed circle. I know I've right. been in um, I've been in contact with Dr. Ben Carson. He and I text, you know. Um, frequently um and i'm sure he's part of the advisory um committee and so i know he's a very very smart man and i know he's lending his expertise and his thoughts to the discussion yeah it just it seems like dr fauci is dictating policy and we didn't elect him and it's i don't know i, I don't yeah. know that he's dictating policy but um did you go in did, let me ask let me ask you this uh dr Mur dr murphy the, the did you um well, I just lost my train of thought, and I apologize for that. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, you know, I, I'm looking at the, the the stats, which you know they're obviously yesterday's stats right now. But uh, we're approaching 900,000 people in the United States who've been in, in, uh, affected, uh, 50,000 plus fatalities. Um, it climbed at the rate, uh, and we know how those things are. Sometimes you got old figures that have to get dumped into yesterday or today. Uh, but about 2,400 additional uh, over 24 hours leading up to yesterday, last night. Um, is that I, I, obviously it's disturbing, but it's not as bad as we've seen in, in, in times in the past, right? Percentage wise, especially yeah. per capita. Yeah. I mean, everybody, this is a very, very um, virulent virus. I mean, it's, it's a very, very dangerous virus. There's no doubt about that. Um, and it's out in the community and in a lot of places that we don't know it. But again, um, it, it's not like us hiding in our houses for two more weeks is going to make the virus go away. It, it's just it's just not doing that. And so, again, using thoughtful measures as we move forward, um, the whole purpose in flattening the curve was, was essentially um, twofold, threefold. It was, one, to save lives by, uh, you know, keeping people away. Number two is to give time for our hospitals and medical facilities to gather resources to be able to deal with the crisis, which I think we've done an excellent job. Mm -hmm. uh, Vice President Pence, I was on a call with him the day before yesterday, made a very, very uh, good statement. He said that no person in this country, not one individual in this country, has been denied a ventilator who needed it. Not one person. That, that and so, and to me, the third thing is trying to... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was going to say that's just amazing in itself that we we, we we were screaming and hollering. New York was screaming and hollering about we don't have enough ventilators, but we do. Yeah. 
uh, we've cranked up and industry has met the demand. You know, the third part is we're waiting for something that if God forbid you are get it, here's a pill, or if God forbid you get too sick to take a pill, here's an IV infusion or here's a plasma infusion to take. You know, all these things considered. But, you know, I, I again, pulling back and looking at the big picture, the despair that you hear from people um, is... Uh, it's just, it's overwhelming. I mean, I said to my wife last night when we were walking out of the congressional office, I said, you know, I, I shouldn't let this bother me so much, but I can't help it. I can't help it. Um, I, it bothers me tremendously um, that uh, we are not listening to the entire picture, not looking at the entire picture of this uh, pandemic. Um, Dr. Murphy, do um We've thrown a lot of stimulus money at this right now, and a bill has just been passed at the stabilization president. Stabilization has- money. Let me, D.D., let me correct you on that. That's Absolutely. It's, it's not Absolutely. stimulus money. It's stabilization money. The, and I apologize for um, misspeaking. No, no. Um, that's, that's the, but um, there's, there's a bill now waiting to be signed by the president on his desk. And the Democrats are already uh, screaming, we need more money. We need more money. How much more money... Are we willing to, you know, in, in debt our future to over this? Um, that's a very, very, very good question um, because I fear that our debt, which was $23 trillion, yeah. um, when we started this, uh, this uh, crisis, is probably going to balloon to over $7 trillion. I mean, excuse wow. me, $30 trillion. Wow. Um, wow. And okay. who owns most of that debt? Yeah. China. Them. Mm-hmm. Great. The people. Uh, just there's one back. silver lining in all of this. Uh, it's uh, it's the fact that we now, as a nation, realize our dependency upon that nation, and um, how we have to turn our supply chain around. We have to turn it around. Mm-hmm. And I have one more question that is I'm not going to quote it exactly because I don't remember the quote. But like uh, Cuomo is saying, it was uh, asking being asked about a budget, and he said it'll be whatever the government is willing to give us. And I know Illinois and California also um, are demanding money. Do you think that? Um, and then Mitch McConnell was saying they should go into bankruptcy because you know state sovereignty let them be to take care of themselves. How do you feel about that? Do you feel like the government should bail them out or that they should, you know, do what they need to do to get themselves right? Uh, You know, New York has run, in my opinion, a horribly uh, dangerous uh, government as far as spending in the last decade, if if the last 20 years. And it is not up to the people of the United States to bail them out for their failed policies. You know, if you look at it, who is the government of the United States? It's the people of the United States. It's the taxpayers of the United States. So us creating more money because of their bad policies is literally absurd. And so it's, it's an affront to anybody who's uh, um, conservative about money policies that uh, that would even be considered. Right. Dr. Murphy, thank you for your time this morning. I know you have, uh, you're going to be talking with our boss here in a couple of minutes. Uh, uh, Henry, tell him I, we said hey. I will. Right. I will. Thank you. You guys stay safe. God bless. Yep. Thank you for everything you're doing. And, and, thank and, you, sir. And bless you, you, sir. We're going to check in real quick, like with uh, Onslow County Health Department, Victoria. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are y'all doing? Oh, uh, we're hanging in here. You know, another day, another few cases i think we've only got one more in oslo county right 
Yes, sir. So we are up to um, our 39, um, but we have had 28 who've recovered, and we are only at 54 um, pending tests right now. What we're seeing is we're getting them a lot quicker. Um, question question are, for you. Th- those yeah. tests that you're, are you still doing as many tests or as many people coming in? You know, um, Chrissy looked into that, our health director, to make sure because what we're seeing is the pending tests, is, they're at the lowest it's been in the, you sure. know, since we started doing the, these tests. So she's looked at it and, you know, she she thought that maybe, you know, we, we haven't been doing as much, but it looks like we're still doing um, the tests that we need to do. Um, but what's happening is we're just getting those results quicker. So as we release, you know, some negatives, we're, we're, we're only having them in that pending for about a day or so. That's good. And if, from, from mm-hmm. that, if you're doing as many tests and you're coming back with a whole lot of negatives, to me, that's a sign. I don't mm-hmm. know. You tell me. Yeah, my bra. Yeah, I, and I think um, you know uh, Mandy Cohen yesterday really hit it on that we are doing really well as not just the county but the state in general. You know they are seeing a little bit um, of improvements here and there, um, and I think that's why the governor uh, the governor's orders. You know we're one more week in our stay at home. Um, guidance, and then we're going to go into those phases, I think, to really help us stay on track of where we're at. Okay. All right, Victoria. Hey, thank you for your everything that you're doing. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. Well, thank you, too. Um, right. y'all, y'all stay safe and have a great weekend. You, too. You, too. Let's take a break. Thanks. We've got a, we're going to have to catch up here. We've got a couple of breaks to do, but uh, we will. Don't go away. You're live and local on the New Talk 96.3. Here we go. Rayford, Dee and Elliot. This is Live and Local on the New Talk 96.3. Right, got a backdoor cold front uh, sweeping through tonight. Yet another storm system. God, this happens every weekend, it seems like. will impact the area Saturday night. High pressure builds in early next week. There is a small craft advisory in effect through late tonight. Southwesterly winds offshore, 15 to 20 seas, 6 to 8, 5 to 7 near shore. Uh, You you ripple riders out there are going to be riding big waves if you want to go surfing. Northeasterly winds tomorrow, 15 to 20. Easterly, 10 to 15 in the afternoon, 3 to 5 uh, seas, that is. Uh, Southwesterly winds on Sunday, 15 to 20. Gusts up to 30 in the afternoon, seas 4 to 6. Thank you. Thank you, Tideline Marine, for being part of our not only this show, but a big part of my life. If you need something or anything for your boats, and if you need or want a new boat, I can tell you that you'll find no one who will treat you better than the folks at Tideline. For your fishing needs, for parts for your motors, to get your trailer ready for the road, Tideline Marine is your one-stop shop. And it's my other home away from home, by the way. Stop by. Don't be a stranger. Soon to be on the summer schedule. That means seven days a week. Tideline Marine, 159 Old Bridge Street, on the banks of the New River in Jacksonville. Hey, I got a quick question. Seven. Was uh, was Skip's um, donation instrumental in encouraging and others? So How close? I, well, I know of uh, I I know of two checks. Well, Skip's dropping one off today, mm-hmm. and another one is there. And at Tideline, I'm not sure about Noose River uh, mm-hmm. uh, bait and tackle. So do you know but how close f- we are $1, now? Fifteen hundred dollars closer. S- s- closer. 
that I know of. That you know of. I don't know about the others. That's That's $1,500 closer for the boat for Isaac. Mm-hmm. The Make-A-Wish guy, but uh, the kid. Uh, He's the who, eleven-year-old, was it, I with brain how. cancer? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, so if you oh, guys, if, if you guys want to, uh, had about four or five thousand dollars difference in what was needed, but uh, still available. Come on by Tideline. Go to Noose River up in Grantsboro, Noose River uh, Bait and Tackle. See Todd over there. Great guy. And, uh, you know, you can drop off a check, and uh, it's going to happen one way or the other. Oh, if it would be I great if this it. little guy could get his boat by the end of well, the Well, it's on the order. Month. It's being built right now. Oh. We've, we've already fronted that. Oh. Line, so it's being built right now. Okay. Great. That's great. Weather-wise. Uh, partly sunny today with a high near 82. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 58. <clears throat> tomorrow, partly sunny with a high near 73. About a 30% chance of showers tomorrow night. Uh, possible thunderstorms with a low around 59 and on Sunday mostly sunny with a high near 75 and a low around 49 Sunday evening you know the redhead is incensed I heard from her yesterday (laughs) did you hey Dorothy oh Dorothy hey Dorothy good morning the redhead is incensed is that right <laughs> well, I want to. I want to. I want to ask you something serious. Do you remember where you were five years ago today? April. 25th. I don't remember where I was five you, minutes ago today. Well, I'll tell you where you were. Where you were in Holly Ridge at the 75th anniversary of Camp Davis. Oh, I do remember that. Yes, absolutely. Weather yep, wasn't that, real good then was, either. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I'd like a redo on that one as well. Yeah. But for for those of you who care about the Camp Davis events and all of that stuff, it was a big part of my my coming to Holly Ridge and being excited. But we just had a woman come and paint a full giant mural. I think it's 20 by 16 feet of the Camp Davis postcard inside Uh of our building. And that's one of the good things about Uh us being kind of quiet is she's had time to do this. So hopefully we can get some pictures of that out there for people. Oh, I hope so. Very exciting. Yeah. Yes, yes. But when you were talking before um, with the doctor and you were talking about how all the things people are going through, I had to call you yesterday about the mayor of, of uh, Las Vegas <laughs> because special, she special came child. out with some, yes, she came out with some very bizarre comments and statements. So we all know things can be twisted, but she didn't need them to be twisted. I mean, she made some very bizarre comments of her own, basically about, you know, Las Vegas becoming a Petri dish to see how things will pan out. <laughs> And I think that, that's the biggest problem I have with people who say, you know, everyone's smart enough to take care of themselves. Maybe not. Maybe they're not quite smart enough because when you have somebody in control like that who says, you know what, let's open everything and let everything hash out the way maybe it will. And who cares because I don't own a casino. I mean, these are the things we have to watch out for. So, I mean, as much as I want to say everybody has the best intentions at heart, just like when he was talking about the DMV line, people crammed together or the protest in Raleigh. People are not self-distancing without some little nudge of, you know, hey, do this or do that. You know, you walk into a grocery store now, there's one-way lines everywhere. There's sections in the floor where to stand. You know, it's kind of like going back to kindergarten again where you got to follow <laughs> protocol. It's uh, funny to see those who obey and those who rebel. But, um, you know, I... I We all, nobody knows what's going to happen at the end of this. The only good thing about this event is it's all over the world. It's not just one state from having a hurricane or somebody from having an earthquake. This is an all over the world learning experience. 
But to say that people are, in general, smart enough to take care of themselves, and then you have the mayor of Las Vegas get up there and go, who cares? I don't own any of those casinos. Go at it. Have fun. Yeah, well, you know, the casinos uh, we have to go. Casinos wearing masks in there will be appropriate because they got one-armed bandits that have been in there for decades, right? <laughs> I just wish it was what happened in Vegas stays in Vegas. Then we can say, what the heck, let it go. Uh, you know, if everybody wants to go to Vegas, let them open up the casinos. And then just here's what they need to do. They, You know what a sally port is, Elliot? Yeah. That's that little spot uh, in between the inside and the outside That's world. Right. That they need to go into a sally port and stay there for 14 days after they leave the ve- the <laughs> casinos in Vegas. Well, that should have been that. That should have been a long, long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it just Very it'll true. just add to herd immunity. I mean, they'll bring it back. They'll run into people. You know, on I don't the street. want them to run into me. It'll, then don't be out on the street. <sighs> Well, I mean, that's exactly mm-hmm. what I think. That's exactly what we're talking about here. Yeah, I think that's you know there, there are people that believe Dee Dee does in herd immunity, and that so they don't have a problem with that kind of approach. The problem is some of the herd are not as uh, you know. It, it's kind of like in, in a herd of uh, it's called thinning the herd water buffalo <laughs> that the lion's going to go after the weaker ones, right? Yeah. That's the way they do. Mm-hmm. They take off the old people, the old cows, and the old buffalo. Well, I didn't. I I wasn't <laughs> suggesting you put you put the vulnerable and the elderly out on the streets because oh. they're probably you know taking certain precautions. And if not, if even if they don't want to, I'm sure their families are insisting that they do. I know a couple of older guys. You know how those old oh yeah, thanks a retired lot. Retired military guys oh, yeah. are. Yeah. They're, they're going to do what they're going to do. Talking about Elliot, you know. And me. So no, but. Yep, and if when the virus hits enough dead ends, because it can't live if it can't be transmitted, it's you know it's going to burn itself out. But I did hear yesterday that heat and um, alcohol. God, what doctor? No heat and sunlight and humidity. It, it does not do well in those. So boy, do we have that? Not yet. Down here, we need some. It's yeah, it's going to be a cold. nice hot one this year. Yeah, we, we do need mm-hmm. some heat. And humid, as usual. Well, that that we will always have. So yeah. Anyway. Hey, Dorothy, uh, let's go over to your, your to, the, to the, uh, your, the other side here, other than political. Yeah. How are you doing there, Surf City Guns and Ammo? Well, we're doing good. I mean, we've got a large inventory, oddly enough. we got a ton mm-hmm. of ammo in. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a nice guy come in the other day who said he was at a big chain store, which I won't mention, but it sounds like Academy. And he said he waited there for an hour to get inside to get ammo, got in there and there was no ammo. He said he drove by my store on a hunch and popped in and he said we had everything he was looking for and was angry with himself for not calling around or trying us first. And I said, hey, it's not your fault. You know, you think the bigger chains would get more stuff, but I think Uh, they got hit first. Should have listened to the show. We would have told him, right? That's right. That's right. Absolutely. I told him that too, by the way. Very good. (laughs) But uh, he was very happy. And And of course, you're requiring a background check to uh, to purchase ammo, like California, right? (laughs) No. And a blood test and a fever. We check for fever. Can't buy ammo if you have a fever. Yes. Or if you've been around lions or tigers, we bear you completely from the store. In that case, so we have our requirements. We are. You should see my cats. They've got these little face masks now. 
What? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, supposedly cats I want to see a picture of that. I want to see a picture of you trying to put yeah, a mask on. Try to put one on. That would be, I would be oh, coming in pretty scarred up. You'd be a bloody. <laughs> It'd be a bloodbath for sure. Uh, I'm sure that my cat, right. if I tried that, that would be So old. you never had to close, right, Dorothy? No, we didn't. We did reduce our hours and our days. We had mm-hmm. gone down to just Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, but we're back now from Tuesday to Saturday from 11 to 6. Now, the mm-hmm. arcade and the axe throwing is completely closed, so we're watching how that pans out with us reopening on Phase 2 somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the, the gun shop, we've been able to stay open, and we do offer curbside service. We do have some people that call ahead and order things like ammo and cleaning kits mm-hmm. and stuff, and we just meet them outside. That's not a big deal at all. We do clean all the time, especially pens and anything you touch. Mm-hmm. Um, but our store, if you've been in there, we have the ability to separate people easily. Mm-hmm. We do have four working counters that are way more than six feet apart, so people right. don't ever have to feel like they're in there against somebody else. So, yeah, no long but, lines uh, you and that know, kind of stuff. You're good. Absolutely, and we have a lot of good things like plinking ammo, 22 ammo and 22 rifles, and I tell people it's the best time of year to get out there and do that, and especially if you're all home. What better time to teach your kids how to get outside <laughs> with a Ruger 1022 or something and learn how to shoot? Just do it um, safely. So, uh, you're not right. prob- probably not doing any concealed carry classes right now, right? No, we do get a request for them all the time, but I think that's probably going to be a May or June event at this yeah. point. Um, and, and even then, I'm sure we'll limit them to 10 or less people just to be careful. Sure. But, but couldn't yeah, you do that, I mean, that right now, Dorothy? We, we kind of do, but our instructors were the ones who didn't feel comfortable. They were okay. afraid because, you know... They're they're in their sixties and seventies, and they right. they also were, didn't want to put themselves in risk's way. So, right. Um, but can, and we can easily uh, keep people far apart at both the range and in the classroom. But it was mm-hmm. just something that it was a, a agreed decision to just hold off on those for now. Absolutely. You know, uh, yeah. you, you know all those pictures we're seeing of the uh, coronavirus uh, all magnified and all that stuff. You see it on every news outlet going. Mm-hmm. Why don't you get some targets made with that on it? It's we need bullseye. to definitely. There, Absolutely, there's your, there's it would be idea. hard to find. There's your idea. There's Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would cure be... the coronavirus campaign. There you go. Kill it. Oh yes. If you... Kill it. <laughs> Kill it. That's right. All right, Joe. Um, you, you, I know you've got some handguns starting at up 199 bucks. What are you getting for 199 dollars? Yeah, well, we have the Taurus Spectrums, and we also actually have some different revolvers that are coming in as close to 239, and these uh-huh. are good quality, nice Taurus revolvers. Um, we've got shotguns starting at 249, ARs at 499, and a whole variety of rifles from 22 to 308 to 6.5 Creedmoor. So a lot of a lot of selection, um, very affordable prices. People were afraid things were going to start spiking, but on our end, we've kept our prices just as low as they were. Good for you. Um, and yeah, and the other difference is we actually have ammo to go with things. And there was a few times that we had to pull ammo off the shelves, like for AK-47s, and limit it to only people who purchase them. Mm Because we were running very low, but we've been able to replenish that inventory right now. Fingers crossed. Surf City Guns and Ammo, just off of Highway 17 in Holly Ridge, across from the Holly Ridge Fire Department, 127 Sound Road, if you're going to put it in your GPS. Tuesday through Saturday is 11 to 6, is that right? Yep. All right, sounds good. Thank you, Dorothy. Thank you, guys. All right, Dorothy Royal, Surf City Guns and Ammo. You're live on local, the New Talk 96.3. We'll be right back. Back to the show. Rafer, Dee and Elliot. This is live and local on the New Talk 96.3. And it's 848. Welcome back here live and local, the New Talk 96.3. The uh, 
I, I guess everybody probably watched or watched some reports of it yesterday. Uh, Governor Cooper, his announcement yesterday afternoon, uh, probably not what a lot of people expected. Uh, but uh, you know, I, what did you expect? I, I, I was thinking it was probably going to say that would be going into the next phase on the eighth, next week, in a week. Um, so limit, you, in other words, openings. phase one now, phase two next week. Yeah, uh, that's what I thought because we've yeah. actually are in phase one. We have been doing phase one for. Are we? Yeah. Here, here, here's. Here, let me tell you what the phase ones are. All right. Um, Stay-at-home order remains in place. That's phase one. People can leave home for commercial activity. Those retailers and services will need to implement social distancing, cleansing, cleaning, and other protocols. But let's just stop right there. That means that a lot of small businesses can reopen. Let's go back again. Those retailers and services for commercial activity, okay? Yeah, that's what that's what it means. Phase though, one. is that they, you don't have there's not there's no longer an essential and a non-essential. Uh, that will be the only difference. In those retailers and services will need to implement social distancing, cleaning, and other protocols. Gatherings are still limited to no more than ten people. Parks can open. That will be the difference. Subject subject to gathering limits. Face coverings are recommended in public. Restrictions remain in place for nursing homes and other congregate living settings. Encourage continued teleworking, which is... Well, it's basically, though, the big difference is what what you kind of missed at the first two, which is that the essential and non-essential will be... uh, That goes by the wayside. There are still certain businesses, though, like uh, he included salons... In, in the in the phase, in phase two. one or phase one phase two would be salons and those sort of things is what he said later on mm-hmm. and he also bars and restaurants and those kinds phase of things. two yes. two to three weeks after phase one ends lift the stay-at-home order with strong encouragement for vulnerable populations to continue staying at home allow limited opening of restaurants bars and other businesses that can follow strict safety protocols and reduced capacity, allow gathering at houses of worship and entertainment venues at reduced capacity, increase the number of people allowed at gatherings, open public playgrounds, continue rigorous restrictions on nursing homes. That's phase two. Phase three, four to six weeks after phase two ends, ease restrictions for vulnerable populations while encouraging social distancing. Allow increased capacity at restaurants, bars, other businesses, churches, and entertainment venues. Further increase the number of people allowed at gatherings. Continue rigorous restrictions on nursing homes. I, I, it's kind of vague. Well, not really. I mean, the big stuff happens at the end of May. Mm-hmm. Uh, if 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 everything would continue along the path it is right now, and if mm-hmm. we do meet the thresholds. Uh, at the end of May 8th, by May 8th, then you would have the phase one and it would last, what, a couple of weeks? Two and then to three it, weeks. Two to three weeks. And so what they're looking at is sometime at the end of May when phase two would kick in. And that's the, when people are going to have restaurants reopening and bars reopening. And I think church services are affected. I think salons were included. Uh, when he talk, when he started talking about details, he started talking about the salons. So a lot of the what people are really, really the meat of this 
of what we've been talking about would happen in phase two, which would be at the end of May, Correct. providing that nothing upsets the timeline between now and then. Yeah. But there are some differences in phase one in that there would be, you know, shops could reopen. There, there, there's no longer, you, there's no longer a requirement for essential business when you go out and travel. Now it says commercial so much, activity. So much. So you're interpreting that as anything can open up, right? No, no, I didn't. No, no, no. There, there, be certain, there will be certain, there in, in, in salons. There, there still will be categories of, of businesses that won't be able to reopen. Uh, that the state is going to control. But for but but unless you're in one of those categories. You would be that you know right now the distinction is essential and non-essential. Correct. So, but and, and then those categories of business. Mm-hmm. So, but so now the, the some of those categories would remain closed uh, until phase two. But the, the distinction, but the distinct, and the salons could okay. be included in that too. Uh, but the distinction that is essential and non-essential business. Uh, that goes away during phase one. It's just now commercial activity. You are allowed to travel for commercial activity. The main reason these places, some of these, you know, they didn't have, you wouldn't have customers. People aren't allowed to travel to your business uh, for, for that reason. One of the issues that has happened, of course, is that nobody's buying gasoline. Yeah. Well, and the oil prices have dropped tremendously. The supplies have just. Uh, and Tremendous. people are not spending any money in in a lot of places, only in places that are so-called essential services, right? And therefore, the sales taxes are dropping. Local government, state and local governments, are hurting mm-hmm. because they're not getting any money. It's still costing local governments to operate, still costing the state to operate. What's this going to do to the budgets, local and otherwise? Well, that's you know, it's it's really probably not happening right now, but it's going to happen yeah. when they get when the budgets are starting to yeah, because that's when the revenues would start coming in and they, here's what's scary spending them. Here's what's scary: Our, the local, city, and county budgets have not been adopted. Right? We've heard from county commissioners in Oslo County said we don't want a property tax increase. Well. What's going to happen we'll, we'll for see. the coming year? Yeah, that's scary. We've all gonna have less money coming in. We all know that, right? For us individuals, it's not going. We're not going to suddenly have a big windfall. Well, the the thing about the state and local governments is they can't print money. That's right. The federal government can. <laughs> They're going into debt. They, you know, Call Donald and uh, tell the, him the to send levels, me some. The other levels of government cannot go into debt. They cannot go into deficit spending. Uh, nope. So that's going to be a, that's a big difference. So how are they going to get the money? Well, they're hoping the federal government's going to come in and, fi- and back Hoping, wishing this hand, and you know what, in this hand, and let me know which one gets filled Well, so far, they, they, they've had some success with that. I mean, McConnell says, uh, you know, declare bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a listener said it's happening now in regards to what you two are talking about, that sales tax revenue may have to actually cut spending. Cut spending? How can, how can, well, how can of course, government I mean, cut of course spending? That they your, may have to. Yeah. Well, when, would they, when do they get that money? Yeah, it's been, it's been a bit of month. month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So they're going to reduce services or lay people off. That's cut spending, right? Yeah. Well, I hope not that way. I'm sure there's plenty of places that they can cut. 
Absolutely. I mean, I even agree. our own Commissioner Knapp said there Let are plenty, rather than raising taxes, there are plenty of places that can, they can cut spending. Will the school systems need as much money? Well, most of the... Well, it depends on who's the board. I mean, for physical operations, they shouldn't. For the end of this, for the current situation, are they spending as much money? One would think not, but a lot of this not. money goes to the teachers. And I understand the, the that. Teachers are being paid, right? Uh, yes. and, well, know. it's supposed to. A I, lot I of it ends up going to the administration. I understand that, but for well, the, they're being paid. They're yeah, getting a check. Yeah, okay. they're getting you got to take a break. We'll be back on the flip side by 905. Our number is 833-825-5963. You're live and local on the New Talk 96.3. 96.3 WRHT, Moorhead City, New Bern, Jacksonville. Getting your day started with Rayford, Dee Dee, and Elliot. This is live and local on the New Talk 96.3. Alexa, call 833-825-5963. Five nine six three. Welcome back. Hey Vic. <laughs> hey Vic, how are you? Well, I'm still quarantined. And That's good. Uh, I gotta apologize first of all to uh Ms. Didi and and Mr. Elliot, because I'm not gonna talk to them today. Because <laughs> Mr. Rayford, I'm concentrating on you. <laughs> And I got, right, I got one mystery. single. How about if, how about I, got, if I concentrate I, on you, Vic? Would you like I me to concentrate, to concentrate on you, Vic? Right back, my friend. Okay, because <laughs> I got one single topic. It's called <laughs> ethanol. Oh, okay, okay. I knew you'd love this because I want to shout out just again went up. to. Yeah, I, I want to shout out again to our local distillers of uh, the Waltons and. Uh, Oak Sound Distillery Absolutely. for the fine work they're doing. Yeah. And and you can run their ad again. <laughs> but um I I got to thinking because you you have raged about ethanol mm-hmm. for years now. I okay. Have. Cost me a lot of money. And um <laughs> and cost me too, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because let's let's go through the issues on ethanol, which you've touched on all these. First of all, there's the moral issue that this grain should be used for food, not as fuel, right? Yep. yep. Okay. Second, the economics. It takes more energy to produce a gallon of ethanol than the ethanol creates. Yep. Okay. Uh, us, we're, we're further down the line. I have gone through so many carburetors, so many <laughs> cylinder heads. Okay. Hey, hey, we're in that same boat, and it's, sometimes you got to paddle it. it. It was in my boats. Okay, yeah, you, run, you run two out. You run two outboard engines with six cylinders each and six carburetors each, and watch them get eaten by ethanol. That's heartbreaking. Well, budget right. breaking. I, I, I had forty eight hundred dollars worth, sir, for mine. Uh, you got away cheap, man, compared to me. I knew somebody. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it might have been me. And and fourth of all, the taxpayers. We are supplementing the ethanol producers. I've, I've harped on that for so yes, long, so long. It yes, just drives me up a wall, Vic. Okay. So let's just keep fighting this, because um. 
things going on within the Trump administration, they are supporting um, the ethanol producers. Okay, no, let me go back to the beginning. They're supporting back the lobbyists the, out of Iowa. Uh, Iowa would be my favorite corn-infested state, yes. <laughs> but but let, let's, let's go back to um, our local distillers, okay? Um, all this ethanol can be used as a sanitizer, right? So we got our Correct. local guys doing the best they can for nothing, and we got the big ethanol producers who right now are up to their butts in ethanol. Yep. Okay? Because uh, they can't move it. I mean, a price of oil, the price of oil right now is what? Nothing. You, you'd have to pay more for the barrel than you would for the oil in it. Correct. Okay. And uh, yet we hear nothing from the big ethanol producers about what they're doing to help out. Not a let me give you, thing. Let me, you know this, but let me just tell you a little bit. We're not burning as much uh, ethanol these days, right? We're not burning gasoline. We're loaded with it. Exactly. We've got plenty of it. There's stockpile. Yeah. Here's what happens with ethanol when it's stockpiled. Ethanol, not oil, ethanol. When you stockpile ethanol, yeah. there's a thing called phase separation that begins on day one with ethanol. It mm-hmm. separates into alcohol and the original fossil fuel gasoline. Then you have the uh, ethanol, being alcohol, floating to the surface, absorbing moisture on whatever storage container that you have. It gets heavier than gasoline then and sinks to the bottom. That is yep. what y'all are going to be burning in your cars when you start going again. Don't put it in your boat. There you go. I mean, it's okay. a simple formula. Every boat it's, mechanic no, I know knows it. Yep. It, well, it's just a physical fact. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that goes for your uh, uh, lawnmowers. So, by the by, the way, y'all, all that gasoline that's been stored right now, the ethanol that's being stored, nobody's burning it. Y'all gonna go get it for your lawnmowers, your weed eaters, and all that stuff. Go get you a new one because it's going to be cheaper to buy a new one than it is to repair that one. Keep keep, keep fighting on, brother. I okay. am. I'm let's, right. Let's, I'm right there with you, Vic. Thank you. No, well, let's let's keep going. Okay, well, there's one going. company. There, there's one. There's one company largely responsible for the production of the ethyl alcohol. Okay, and that's called Archer Daniels Midland. Yes, sir. They produce. Yeah, they produce more than 50% of all the ethyl alcohol that goes into ethanol, mm-hmm. okay? And that all goes back to corn, which is controlled by Monsanto. And you don't think our taxpayer money, going back to that issue, is is not going to Monsanto so they can keep turning out their products uh, so corn can be manufactured, and the corn can be sold to Archer Daniels Midland, so they can make ethyl alcohol, which is going to rot in, in the ground. <laughs> Here's the other little byproduct that uh, Dee Dee and uh, Elliot, they can relate to this. The, that uh, price of corn, it went up mm-hmm. because yes. they could get more for it by selling it to taxpayer-sponsored ethanol producers. 
than they could get for it by putting it at selling it at Del Monte. All right, they get more money for it that way. So therefore, the price of corn goes up. The price of corn goes up. Guess where cows get their food? Mm-hmm. It's from corn. Hey, hey, don't forget your bacon. Don't forget your bacon. I, I ain't got to the pigs yet. But all of okay. the all of that all of that stuff drives the price of food up. Those steaks that used to cost you what three dollars a pound and three ninety nine a pound, it cost you twelve dollars a pound now. I'm sorry. I better get off this high horse, right? I've enjoyed fighting with you today. <laughs> That's not a fight. We're on the same side. We're fighting everybody else. <laughs> Vic, <laughs> thank, thank, later, thank you, sir. Later, you have guys. a good one. Hey, Curtis, I know you're on the line. Hang in there for a couple of minutes. we got to take a break. You're live and local on the New Talk 96.3. Back to Rayford, Dee Dee, and Elliot. This is live and local on the New Talk 96.3. And we're back. Curtis, good morning. How are you? You're up. Oh, good morning. Um, Rayford, you're in there today. Dee Dee and, it, uh, um, and um, Elliot both did a great job last Friday. Yeah, I'm, I'm here today. I was catching fish last Friday. Appreciate that, Curtis. Oh, yes. It must be too rainy out there for you to try to do another Friday, huh? <laughs> well, it's, it's uh, you know, I get one of those days off, what, a year? I take off to do something like yeah. that? But, uh, anyway. yeah, I don't think I remember you having many days off ever since I started listening to the program. <laughs> yeah, it's not a lot of them. Yeah. What's up? Look, when I was calling in, I heard a, uh, a, I'm kind of plagiarizing a little bit because I heard this question and I, and it, it was actually stunning. Um, and it's, a, it's, it's about the coronavirus, and it's about the, the point of what we're trying to do. And is the, is the objective to keep people from dying, or is the objective to keep people from getting the virus? And Greg Murphy this morning made a point, and he's one of the only medical doctors that's really, you know, doctor plus politician, um, and he does a great job. I'll put that in there for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but... In saying that, everybody at some point is going to get this virus um, if it stays around. If the summer doesn't kill it or we don't get a vaccine that shows up in the next month or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're limiting the people's choice. Um, I don't agree with, you know, you, when I called in last time, and, and Rayford, you did say, you said you're probably going to see Cooper... Um, extend this thing out rather than um, short sure. and sure enough yesterday we heard that but I'm more for giving people a choice people there's going to be plenty of people that aren't going to let, let some of these businesses start to open so that yep. people can try to get some semblance of their life and you're letting people make that freedom of choice again there's with this virus out there there's a certain amount of risk there's risk involved in everything we do when we get out of bed but give the people a choice. Give mm-hmm. give the business owners a choice. Can they, you know, make make their whether it's a restaurant, um, clothing stores that are closed. I saw all that stuff on Western Boulevard closed, and I, man, I think me and my wife both cried. Mm-hmm. You know, because that that's people's livelihood, and people are having to stay home right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, and then yeah. give the people that want to buy it, go into those stores, give them the choice. Right now, the government is taking all those choices away. Well, our and state government Are we doing it. all of it for a good reason, or is the reason? And that's the question I would pose to you guys. Here's, here's my only uh, concern, 
<clears throat> with uh, everything we're talking about, or you're talking about too, those businesses are closed. If they open up, they're going to tell the employees, you either come back to work or you don't have a job, right? Right. So the employees will not have a choice. Well, I I actually heard a conversation about that um, on the Rush Limbaugh show the other day. And um, Louis Gohmert actually called in because of the conversation. But what one restaurant owner did, and he has about 500 employees, was he sent a letter out to his employees and says, and it basically said, we're going to be reopening on this date or right around this time. Are you coming back mm -hmm. or not? I need to know because I have to build my staff. Yeah, right? Correct. So, and then they they said whether they were coming back or not and sent it. And he had he had proof that he was trying, you know, so that he wouldn't have sure. to pay with, with uh, the employees that were coming back. He actually had a couple employees, um, Curtis, and this was unbelievable, said um, they wouldn't be coming back because they were making more money with unemployment and the $600 sure. a week than they were making at the work. So mm -hmm. the guy, so his question was, if these guys don't come back and he fills their spot with somebody else, is is he going to have to repay that? the loan and then some and then he said and what if they come back to work and they say that they got sick and it was because they came to work correct where's what is my responsibility What's, or what if my customers come in and say sure that it was my responsibility well apparently um representative gomert was listening and he is already it's got it he had a bill that was either coming out that day or within the day or two after it called the immunity act that was going to protect store owners from liability for things like that because it's up he's not nobody's making them come back to work they either come back because well, they right. want or he has to fill the spots so but i'm completely you, with you curtis on give the business owners if you want to open open if you want to take the precautions that you feel like you need and give the rest of us a chance to go in if we but want but how about the employees yes not. elliot I, I to Didi's point i guarantee you that bill is going to say though that if the employers don't take certain precautions Course. and do certain things, then they could still be liable. Absolutely. Okay. Well, that's so. If they do those things, I think that's a that's okay. You know, I, I I do believe that there's a level of responsibility that has to go on. However, Curtis, think about this though: what you're talking about about people going out and the activity kicking kicking back up again, which I believe it's time. I do believe in that. Right. I agree, I agree it, with it, that. It limited. Yeah, but a little bit beginning. at a time, you know. Yes. But but the idea, so like for example, when you start looking at urban places where this is, you know, we've talked about it already. The word has already been mentioned here this morning. That's density. So when you allow yep. people to start congregating, when you allow people to start going back out again, you increase density. Density is one of the things that has led to uh, the York. spread of this the, the spread of the virus and some of the problems right. that have been created so just keep in mind i'm not disagreeing i'm saying you know open that valve a little bit at a time but keep in mind that when we do that whether it's at a, at a, at a barber shop or whatever it increases density and that's what we're doing yeah. and the one other thing i wanted to add but curtis is you know i think it's important to remember in, in try, as we make a case for loosening these guidelines, which I think there can be one made, one of the reasons they said that we should do this is because of hospital capacity, making sure we didn't right. flood the hospitals. And I agree with that. But we seem to be at a place, unless I'm reading this entirely wrong, but we seem to be at a place where the hospitals are good. 
hospitals are ready, except that they're going when, broke. When you start acting, <laughs> when you start acting back, adding back elective surgeries mm-hmm. and things like that, then obviously you're going to see more people. And yeah, I think they should sure. do that right away. Yeah, so do I. Uh, I agree. But, but but you know, but by the same token, we've shown now that we can provide the respirators or the ventilators, and we can do. We they put up. They they put ships out there that aren't even used. I mean, we've shown that we can address the capacity issue. So that kind of issue has been an, asked and answered. Yes. So yeah. that's an argument for you know let's ease this up some. Like I say, yeah, move I into with, the next I phase agree with that. rapidly. Hey, right Curtis. Now it's like with with the governor, it's like he's dangling this carrot and it keeps going into a time. People need to have some hope on some certain dates. Of hey, we're gonna do this then. Yeah. Not okay if the statistics show this. People, people are pretty smart in okay. that. A lot of people have learned what we need to do to protect ourselves, protect our yes. families, and the business owners are the same. This is not going to be something that everybody goes back to where we were January thirty first. It doesn't help any that some of the leaders of that reopen movement thumb their nose. At certain, at some of these precautions, they yes. don't believe in them, yeah, and that, they that, they blatantly, agree, bothersome. they blatantly violate it, and bothersome. they brag about it. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think that's uh, I think that's that's hurting the movement worse than anything else. But I absolutely agree that you know you gotta you gotta start getting back. You gotta start looking at the numbers uh, and and doing some of these things so that uh, we can get back to where we need to okay. be. Hey, Curtis, thank you for yes, your sir. call, sir. Appreciate it, buddy. Sure, y'all have a good day. Yeah, you too. Oh, Dougie, are you there? I am. I Don't am. Are you going to take a break? Yeah, Can I we give are, a little so tease? You give me a tease. <laughs> okay. When we come back, That's Doug Wall said. is going to anger all of Onslow County and Jacksonville. Or Jack, I guess that's part of Only Onslow County and Jacksonville or everybody? The entire eastern seaboard is going to ruffle their feathers. Because we got a bunch of counties in our listening area. And you're going to get them all mad at you? Everyone will be mad. Your weekend is going to be ruined if you come back. (laughs) Here's what I'm going to do, folks. When he does this when we come back, for a fee, $19.95... Send me 1995. I'll give you his address. You're live and local on New Talk 96.3. We'll be right back. Coming up after live and local, it's Glenn Beck and Rush Limbaugh. Now it's Rayford, Dee Dee, and Elliot on the New Talk 96.3. Hey, we got a cold front uh, coming through tonight. Wow. Another storm system impact the area Saturday night. High pressure. Finally, we'll come back in early next week. Small craft advisory in effect through late tonight. Southwesterly winds 15 to 20, seas 6 to 8. Tomorrow, northeasterly winds 15 to 20, easterly 10 to 15 in the afternoon, 3 to 5 footers tomorrow. Southwesterly winds on Sunday 15 to 20, gust up to 30 in the afternoon, 4 to 6 footers. My buddy's there at Tideline Marine, where I'll be spending a lot more time. Will for being, I thank you for being part of not only this show, but a big part of my life for the last, good God, since 2010, I guess it is, 10 years. If you need anything for your boat, and if you need or want a new boat, I can tell you that you'll find no one who will treat you better than the folks at Tideline. For your fishing needs, for parts for your motors, to get your trailer ready for the road, Tideline Marine is your one-stop shop. 
and it's my other home away from home. Stop by. Don't be a stranger. Soon to be on the summer schedule. That means seven days a week. Tideline Marine, 159 Old Bridge Street on the banks of the New River in Jacksonville. Partly sunny today with a high near 82. Partly cloudy this evening with a low around 58. And tomorrow, partly sunny with a high near 73. 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms tomorrow evening with a low around 59. And on Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 75. And a low around 49 Sunday evening. Doug... From down in Wilmington, how are you? I'm fine. I want to tell you guys something, and Didi, I'm thrilled that you're there today um, because I've done a lot of prayer, uh, praying, and I've decided. Um, I love you all, but this show hasn't been bringing out the best to me, so I've decided that this is going to be um, the last time I call in. And I wanted to leave with really rattling the boat, with really causing some waves, with really angering people. So I would like to. Uh, <laughs> Uh, in my mic drop moment here before I go, okay. and I'll never, I'll never plague your, you listening area again uh, with my brilliance. But I want to just give you, you a couple of facts. Anyway? Well, I'm just saying this is it. Okay. I'm done. I'm retiring. I'm retiring. This is my swan song. Um, here's a couple of facts, undeniable facts. African Americans are dying, as we all know, at a much higher rate than uh, than whites uh, by COVID nineteen. That's a fact. Yep. Another fact that's undeniable is that the biggest rallies to reopen businesses have been in swing states, states with heavy African American state uh, populations, states like North Carolina, states like Michigan, states that are going to decide the November elections. Now, how many of you guys can paint? and draw the connection between these two dots. Let me draw it for you. It's this simple. For many people, black lives don't matter. Black lives aren't as important as our economy. Black lives aren't as important as our desire to hear live music. Black lives aren't important as a woman's desire to cover up the gray in her hair. And oh, by the way, if some of these people should die when we reopen the government, well, they were going to probably vote for Biden anyway. So we're really helping out Trump. That's what's going on. You know, you remember the other day when they had the protest down in Raleigh and people didn't wear the uh, protectors, they didn't do the distancing and all that. Remember that? You just did, they did for their movement what you just did for the movement of being able to take proper precautions. Everybody now has a, a lightning rod to point at and to say, listen, this is what they really want. This is what they really think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's who I am, Elliot. I'm, 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 <laughs> he is the lightning rod. Uh, yeah, you are a lightning rod. <laughs> I try. You might, you, you might not want to walk outside because there's a chance of showers and thunderstorms later. <laughs> well, bring it on. It has been fun. It has been, uh, I hope, in the course of, I, I think I've been calling going back since the 2012 election when, uh, when Rayford was hosting with um, Bill. Was that his name, Bill? Bill Hitchcock, yes. Yeah, Bill didn't like me. And then I listened to when uh, you hosted with Joe McLaughlin, and, and, and Joe didn't like me. And over the years, I've ruffled a lot of feathers. And uh, I hope on some sense I've, I've had people stop for a moment and think to themselves, wow, why can't we be as brilliant as Doug? Doug it's a curse. Doug, um, got a message from a listener that said, tell Doug to please get a psychiatrist. <laughs> I, I used to be his shrink, you know, when I, when he worked for me. I, he'd, he'd come into office, he'd lay down on the couch that I had in there, and I'd say, uh, what's wrong today? He said, nobody likes me. 
I said, well, you're right. They don't. And it's still continuing. <laughs> Except Doug, me. When, I like you, Doug. When will you be coming out of retirement? <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I'm over. I am done. I have shared as much as I can. You're on your own. You guys are going to have to live in your little conservative bubble from here on out and, uh, and, and not be exposed to the truth that was my job to bring to you Doug, all. Doug, may I ask you a favor? Yes, sir. Uh, we're going to go into a break at about 940 or so. Uh, mm-hmm. When we come back from that break, would you please have your radio, your earbuds, or whatever you listen to us on for a while? I am going to be, I, I have it tuned on, and I uh, I have it tuned on, and I am ready to listen with a little, uh, uh, with a, yes, I, I'm ready to listen. I know <laughs> okay. what you're And Doug, uh, I want you to remember the words that you've just uttered here. Okay? Well, that's a- and then uh, you'll understand when we come back, okay? Okay. All right. And I All right. have Good. no doubt that you'll be calling me about 10 o'clock this morning. I am going to call you about 10 o'clock this morning. Okay. Thank you, Doug. All right. Have a good day. Good night, have a good you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, will you accept my friend request on Facebook now, Elliot? Okay, Elliot go ahead and send it back to me. I got you. Listen, hold on. I'll send it to you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank Elliot you, blocked me about a month ago because he, I ruffled his feathers a little bit. Which, well, I've right. always liked That's you, Elliot. I've always respected you as a journalist. Thank you, bud. I'll, I'll Didi, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll you know, fix that now. All right, you friends Didi, again. You've been not just a friend, but 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 a lover, and that. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, <laughs> Doug. Okay, thank you, Doug. Don't we have another call? Right. Yes, we do. <laughs> Goodbye, Doug. Jim. Good morning. How are you? Top that one, Jim. No, please don't. Hey, how are you doing? I, I couldn't hear a thing. Um, it's a good, good thing. <laughs> well, that's probably a good thing, yeah. Uh, I, I could feel the uh, sucking sound as all the electrons were disappearing out of the universe. <laughs> yeah, they but are. anyway, as Doug talked. But anyway, all I wanted to say is uh, that... Uh, I guess the I guess the uh, Democrats got what they want. Uh, they got their universal basic income, six hundred dollars a week equals fifteen dollars an hour. Adjusted nice for <laughs> uh, yep, new minimum wage, fifteen bucks an hour. Uh, our that. Republicans uh, acquiesced again, and uh, there you, there you go. So I don't know what poor business owners are going to do because that's one more ding. Let me just correct you just a little bit there. It's better than a minimum wage of $15 an hour because it ain't taxable. Oh, I know, but (laughs) I I know. Uh, So the real wage wage to get the $15 an hour is $20 an hour when you take out uh, uh, taxes. Were you surprised, Jim, that that this second round of assistance did not include any kind of money like that? Because I thought it would. Uh, I, I I don't know enough about it. Uh, to I have a, I've been out here sawing logs in the piney woods of Swansboro, so uh, I'm I'm kind of like under the radar on that stuff. But yeah. uh, but it looks like uh, looks like we're going down a road that's uh, uh, there's no turning back. They call it socialism. Who's going to say no? Well, the good thing is that that six hundred dollars a week isn't going to last forever. Who's going to say no, Edie? The precedent the precedent has been set. Uh, so, back during the Great Depression, Hoover was demagogued into being the the worst guy ever, 
none of the Republicans want to be that. So I say, here we go. Maybe well, I'm Trump's wrong. Trump's a businessman, so I don't see that. I I, I don't see that scenario carrying. Yeah, but Trump one. Over. Yeah, Trump's one man, and uh, from what I've seen of our Republicans, uh, I do not think that they uh, have the fortitude to make hard decisions. Curtis, let me ask you That's this. Just one guy's uh, opinion. Jim. Okay. I'm sorry, Jim. <laughs> okay, um, Jim. Let me ask you this: the um, the, the 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 guidelines that the Trump administration put out, they're really very similar to what uh, Governor Cooper recommended yesterday, though. You know, I I have I guess my point being that I'm having trouble distinguishing between what the Republicans want and what the Democrats want. It seems like oh, it, I am too. Yeah. Uh, no, I am too. Uh, I, I I don't see much distinction whatsoever. Uh, with, unless you look at places like Georgia and and. Uh, you know, people that are that are trying to be the first penguin off the iceberg. <laughs> that water is cold. I like, I like yeah, that, that water. You got that right. <laughs> Whatever happened to that so, first penguin, anyway? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's all, so there's always a first penguin, and you know the question is: Is there a big leopard seal down there waiting? Yeah, that's right. Is there any left to go? You know, so. And then the other thing, I thought it was fascinating that uh, Como uh, came out and said, uh, what, 20 million people uh, show signs of having the, the COVID uh, virus? I know it's like 20% uh, of the population. I don't, I don't remember oh, the yeah, exact yeah, number. Okay, 20, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's right. 20% of the population is 1.6 million thereabouts, uh, divided into uh, 7,000 uh, deaths, I believe, in the New York mm-hmm. City metropolitan area. Or New yeah, York, New York that, City that, itself that equates, right, yeah. to, equates to point zero zero seven nine, I believe, is when I did the the calculation, uh, casualty rate. Yep. So it's way less. It's about. I heard a doctor on TV even saying it was less than that. He was saying it was about point zero zero five, half a percent. Yeah, it's 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 not a whole lot. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So. So uh, this this uh, what what did that guy say? Never let an opportunity go to waste. <laughs> it's been said so many here, times. So here we been go. Many times, Jim. Thank you, sir. Okay, well, go cut some logs. Crank the sawmill up. See you all later. <laughs> Rock and roll. Let's take a break. I got a an announcement when we come back. You're live and local. The New Talk ninety six three. We'll be right back. Take the show anywhere you go. Get us online anytime at talk963.com. Rayford, Dee Dee, and Elliot. This is Live and Local on the New Talk 96.3. And welcome back Live and Local here on the New Talk 96.3. It's 942. Um, hey, Brian. Good morning. How are you? Last call. Hey, Brian. Hello. Good morning. Last yes. call of the day, sir. Uh, last thought of the day. So no. uh, your last caller... Uh, he had an idea that I think got uh, got overtaken by the rest of the conversation, and, and it was missed. And I think the idea is that many people in this country feel like their elected officials are not serving their interests. And uh, I, I know that a lot of people feel that way. It doesn't matter whether they're Democrats or Republicans. And so, uh, you know, I think now is the time for folks to, to, if they feel that way, to start exploring, you know, some kind of a third-party option. And... You know, for years I've thought, well, it's a waste of time. But, but I think now is the time to do it, and and I'm actually going to spend some time trying to 
explore how that happens and see if we can get some kind of grassroots movement to uh, at least get people involved in their government if they're not satisfied with the status quo. Change your name and I can get you elected. <laughs> none of the above. Change your name to none of the above. File for election. File for office. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about 90% serious on that one. I believe that that person could win at a lot of levels. There you go. Hey, Brian. Thank you, sir, for being here. All right. Y'all have a great weekend. Yeah, you too. Um, well, I broke the news to you guys yesterday, not too long after it was broken to me. The Chinese-born COVID-19 virus, the Wuhan virus, they don't like me to call it that, but President Trump did at one time, is claiming lives, it's changing lives, and it's having an impact on the economy of this country. Our government has been working to try to make sure that both the people and businesses will survive. It's a given that not every business will make it. Some will fail. Some will make cuts and reduce production. The changes are going to impact large and small companies alike. And yesterday, we were made aware of just how personal it's going to be. Our industry, broadcasting, relies on advertising revenue to stay viable, to stay afloat, keep our head above water, right? Many retail businesses, from car dealers to restaurants to hair salons, are forced to make changes when there are disasters. One change they often make, and Elliot, you've been through this before, one change they often make is they decide to reduce the amount they spend on advertising dollars, right? Yep. Interbanks Media, our company, is forced to make some changes. One of those is that live and local, the New Talk 96.3, this show will go dark in 10 minutes. This is our last show. There's always hope that the country and businesses will get back on their feet as the months go on. All of us, regardless of what you're in, need to look forward to that day. Meanwhile, the three of us will take a leave. Not sure for how long. Not one that we will enjoy, and there's no one to blame at Interbanks Media. Don't even think about it. The three of us want to thank the advertisers, all of y'all, for your support. I will keep our Facebook page operational and provide news updates as we move forward. The page layout may change a little bit, but it will never leave its current location. Got to thank our listeners, many of them having been with us since the November 2011 kickoff. It's been a great run. Got to thank our leader, Henry. He's the big guy at Interbanks for the opportunity. Keep Clark. Henry and our entire team in your thoughts over the coming months. Yep. Didi, you've been you're the second in seniority. <laughs> your turn. Okay. I I didn't you know what? Uh, you know, this I have gone through something like as you as you yep. sort of I've been through something like this before. And, uh, you know, I, I just don't, you know, the circumstances are what they are. You don't go out there and, and change them. People have to make decisions, business decisions all the time, and they make them. And uh, so you move on with your life. And uh, I would just look back and say, look, man, this was a fantastic, uh, for me, over three-year oh, yeah. conversation. 
yeah. with people. And, you know, sometimes it got heated. Sometimes we disagreed, <laughs> uh, you know, even within this room. But oh, that yeah. doesn't mean that we didn't have, uh, you know, I, I learned a lot. Uh, I, you know, I enjoyed enjoyed myself, yeah. and uh, and and I appreciate the people that were willing to share with me and to, with our audience and with you guys what they were, you know, what they were thinking and what they were feeling at the time, and uh, you know, that's not going to hopefully the the my, my my one one of my biggest concerns, mm-hmm. not just today, but how do we do that? How do we communicate with each other? You know, I you know I posted something uh, during while the show was on. You know, I've had so much frustration with a Facebook approach to things. Yeah. The one thing about that I liked about this show was that we got to at least talk to each other. And yeah. sometimes what in, might end up or start start out as a heated conversation <laughs> may end up in a totally different note. And yeah. uh, and at least we you know had a chance to listen to each other. And I hope we continue to listen to each other. I hope we continue to look after each other. I hope we continue to think about the welfare of each other, that we depend on each other. Yes. And that we consider what everybody uh, has to say. Everybody, what, what your opinion is important. Yeah, and, uh, and, and again, uh, I, I like your opinions on Facebook. You know, I, I post some opinions on Facebook, but I make sure that it is clearly stated that it's my opinion. And uh, I'm not going to challenge your opinions unless you get to be an idiot. Uh, but uh, you, 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 we've all got opinions. I'm not going to challenge you. I don't expect you to challenge me. I don't expect you to like everything that I think and stand for. It's okay. Well, mm-hmm. I'll challenge you. <laughs> I don't care. It's fine. You know what I mean. Yeah, um, I get challenged too. And it, it's all fine. Um, but uh, I, I'm not going to get down to the personal belittling type thing. Yes, Dee. I can talk now, as long as I don't look at you guys. Um, oh, thanks a lot. Yeah. Well, I can't, especially because you have tears on your face. Um, I've been with Rayford for six years, mm. and I really got to know Elliot, and you guys are like the best friends I ha- I've ever had. Sons? <laughs> friends. 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 Okay, friends. I said sons. But, but, but we've made oh friends. Oh, yeah. Um, over the air, the people that we get to talk to on a regular basis. And and that's going to be really hard to yep. uh, not be able to hear their voice and, com- you know, actually hear their voice right. and converse with them as often as we get to do. And I'm going to miss sitting in this chair and, you know, not hanging out with you guys, um, you know, a few times a week. And it, it's going to be... It's going to be really hard, and and now I'm you know may get in a lot more trouble because I'm going to have a lot more time. <laughs> and but um. So yes, what, what office this are you really going to run hard, for? But we have talked. I, I told you, never ever running for anything. <laughs> Elliot's going to run for but office. We, well, no, we've I'm talked not. about doing um something together, you know, so that podcast. we can stay together, like a podcast or something. And I'm I'm really looking forward to um, maybe making that a reality I because would, I would really you guys, love to oh do my that. god, you guys yeah. have gotten me through some of the hardest times in my life. I mean that that I. And, and one that I know is, is coming in the not-too-far-away future. And, and I count on you guys. You've been my support and my rock. And, and God, I'm going to miss the callers. Wow. Yeah. We've got some great people um, who've been with us through thick and thin. Um, Theo, 
good gracious. I was hoping he would be able to get in here today. But, you know, we, we can't take any calls right now. I, I'm just not up to it. And, and, and Doug and didn't Doug's know, right? Doug, 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 Doug resigned before scary. you had a chance to fire him. <laughs> you know, we, we actually had a listener that said, how can there be a Superman with no kryptonite, a Batman with no Joker? How can there go, is there going to be a morning show with no Doug? And then immediately the next message was, oh, my gosh, this is terrible news. Well, you know, it, you know one of the things that's important, speaking of Doug is that people continue to be open to other to listening to yep. other people yeah. absolutely and that you know I think that's what this show intended to do we caught some grief for people that <laughs> you, think? you know you give too much time to Theo and Doug well you know oh, what we hear that you all give, the time. You give all the time. when Theo and Doug called in they, they're usually right after they that's when our call spiked yeah, because they were they were convers you know they were conversation breakers they, or makers. They were our coronavirus. Yes. So I mean you know I I think it's great that we have that kind of a, a exchange of opinion and you don't have to agree with everything you hear. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that a- enables you to um, sort of solidify and zone in on what it is that you really believe in. So uh, so anyway. We, yeah, yeah, we, we can't we, forget Theo. We'll never forget Theo. We just got uh, Theo. We don't even have Theo's telephone number. That's what I really don't like. I mean, you know, I could like. I gotta hear. I gotta hear, hear me some Theo from time to time. I'm gonna miss those early, those uh, first songs that I never, you know. I mean, those things come out of nowhere. I don't know where you get them from. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the lessons that you gave <laughs> uh, with that. Uh, it, it it always, you know. I thought I knew something about music, but you, you sort of try. You sort of uh, tested me there. Yeah, with some well, of that we, stuff. We tried. We're still gonna keep our our Facebook page, right? Yep, absolutely. Okay. So, oh well, that's that's just the way things are, you know. I worry a little bit about I worry a little bit about, a a little bit about uh, Jacksonville and not having uh, a voice, not having the kind of voice we used to have. The paper, uh, you know, this is the second time around for me. Yeah. And the paper obviously has continued to exist without me, but you know. It's not the same. I, I see changes. It's not the same. It's not even close to being the same. Well, you know, there's a lot of things that, like you say, you know, you you, you can point fingers all day, mm-hmm. which I won't do. No. Uh, but the, yeah, but the fact that the matter is, it is not the same, yeah. and uh, we, we all know that. And not all of it has to do with the fact that I'm not there. Yeah. It, a well, lot of it just has to do with the reality of what the situation is. Yeah. I worry about our the. I worry about our level of conversation. And I worry about you know how are we going to be able to exchange views in a in a, a rational, meaningful way? Well, we'll we'll figure out some way. We're going to try. I don't drink coffee, so <laughs> I, we, maybe we'll have to I had a big somewhere. cup this morning. Yeah, um, we'll just have to to meet for barbecue or something like that once once everything gets opened up, uh, and that'll do it. We, We're at um, $25,011, by the way, with the money that's actually come in for Isaac's boat, and the goal was thirty. So, Well, there's $1,500 that they don't know about yet. Yeah. So, so I know about that's, that. That's it's coming fantastic. in today. It's yeah. available. So that's that's good. Uh, and, and if you want to add some stuff to it, that's good. Meanwhile, thank you. Thanks to my team. Thanks to the everybody. Thanks to all of y'all. Thanks for picking thank us. Thank you, Rayford. And you. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life And I had to start again with just my children and my wife I'd thank my lucky stars to be living here today 
the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that right to me And I gladly stand up next to you We got a minute to go. Boy, I timed things out really wrong today, didn't I? <laughs> hey, Clark, you on the air, sir? Are we on the air? Yeah, we're on the air. Second here, put those headphones back on. Clark. Yes, yeah, sir. Watch yourself up. I'm up. I'm up. Everybody can hear me. You're there. Yes, sir. And uh, we, we do appreciate you. Oh, thank you. It's been a great opportunity. Thing. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's been fun and you're still going to be around there. You're going to be doing your thing, um, on, um, on, t- on the other stations. Groove it all these five, five <laughs> stations here or something. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we, we do appreciate your time and, and everything that you've done for us and, and, uh, and, uh, our and, 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 and we'll be in touch. All right, guys. Love you. Love you too. Bye.